I didn't tell you the best part. He loves the environment. Oh, wait, I still didn't tell you the best part. He's got an Irish brogue. No, 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 wait, wait. I still didn't tell you the best part. He's not imaginary. Oh, honey, that's great. But the very best thing is that he listens to you. Because nothing means more than for a man to... How did the pig tracks get on the ceiling? Spider pig, spider pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't. He's a pig. Look out, he is a spider pig. Y'all gonna take up, put that on. Hold up, wait, life straight. Hold up, wait, ice skate. Hold up, wait, crime paint. Hold up, wait, slap, slap. 20 cars, matte black, surfing at a wrist car, 10 to pink toes. We are back. What's up, mate? What's up, mate? How's it going? It's Max here with we my got, good friend Will. We got Will Coming here back, back with week three. three. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, the support has been awesome. Um, as we said in our social media post, we have a special guest on today for episode three. Yeah, our special guest is someone who is very close to the podcast, big fan, has always been hitting me up when we've been releasing episodes. Very important person in my life, would not be who I am without this person. Biggest influence in my life without a doubt. I would like everyone to get their hands up and get on your feet for my twin brother and best friend, Louis Reigns. Hey, what's up, mate? <laughs> what's up, mate? What's up, How's mate? it going, bro? Man, great to have you uh, on the pod here. I was um I'm pumped to be on here. I'm trying to get some merch going. Maybe I, I know you guys were talking about it, but yeah, we were talking about merch. I've been let dying. Us, let to, us like, know in the comments on our Instagram post if we should get some merch going. Yeah, I liked your um the Instagram post last weekend or last week with uh, Ray, our dog. Yeah, you're looking like the, an absolute skeet. <laughs> twin brothers' dog was featured on, and yes. I don't know the last time I saw this dog, he was. He's flirting with death. Yeah, he's, he's decrepit as all hell. He, Dude, the weird thing is, though, that, like, Ray doesn't give a fuck about anyone, but for some reason, like, everyone feels, like, an, an attachment to this dog. And, like, he gives and no one the time of day. Yeah, like, he's a just, boy, but he just kind of does his own thing and eats right. bird carcasses. Right, he's a weird ass. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about last time you were over, you ate a yeah. dead bird that was just chilling on our <laughs> in our backyard for, like, four days. Right. Try to pull out of his mouth. Dude, all right. Yeah, Louie, what's up, mate, in Chicago? Yeah, thanks for coming on the pod. I know you're in the thickness of busy season right now. How's, how's everything going with that? Yeah, definitely um, definitely super busy, pretty ass. Um, <laughs> but just to, like, kind of catch you guys up, I um, this summer I was living with my parents, which actually did not go as bad as I would have thought, to be honest. Yeah. My mom, like, always had tons of snacks. And nice, nice. Got to hang Congrats with my mom. dogs a lot. I know, I know mom's listening right now, Luke. Yeah. What's up, mate, to Ma? What's okay, up, mate, nice, to Deb? Um, and Max Max came over, or Max was home for a little bit. Egan came over a few times for uh, 
various food gatherings. Couple feasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to Chicago in September, um, living with two of my buddies. That's been good. And then actually this summer I was studying for the CPA and then still studying for that. But then I had to take a break once I started with busy season because the hours just picked up and my boss started just bending me over and, <laughs> and the client was bending me over. And so it's definitely been tough, but grinding through it and feeling good. Yeah. yeah how, great to hear. Yeah. yeah. How much longer <laughs> is like busy season technically? Cause I know like Worthland is kind of done ish, but you guys obviously aren't with the same company. So right. Yeah. It works really. Benny and I definitely have the same job. It's actually been nice having him around because he's like the only dude can be like, yo, this freaking blows, especially like with the CPA <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I remember like texting him on the first day. He was like, just can't, just can't, or worked a full day, came downstairs, made dinner, and then went back to work for a full day. I was like, fuck, that sounds brutal. That's what I did. But, um, <laughs> but I haven't talked to him recently, but I, um, as far as my schedule, it's kind of unclear. Like my right. clients a mess, and so it's kind of unclear. They're like doing an IPO, and the guys from Bulgaria, the lead, <laughs> the lead client, <laughs> and I can't understand a word he's saying half the time. So it's just kind of a mess. But spirits are still high. My team is cool. Um, yeah, the team is classic. We got like a few nerds. One dude that's like kind of a skeet, like gets high. Um, the partner is from Australia, pretty like eclectic group, to be honest. Now that I think about it, how many people are in your group? Is it pretty big or smaller? I got, um, I think I got six people in my group. And then actually we have three people in, uh, India who just kind of get bitch work as, as weird as, as as weird as it sounds. We just kind of send them like shit that we don't want to do. And they just like get it done. Yeah. Outsource all the bullshit, bro. That's right, the American yeah. dream. Definitely. Yeah, you haven't you guys haven't been going to the office, have you? Or you have? I go like um like once a week. Um Does it kind of just depend or can you kind of just make your own schedule? Yeah, but pretty much just based on what my uh like managers and seniors want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm definitely sure enjoy nice. staying like, home. Yeah. Yeah. Like are your roommates working from home too? Like it's it's fun, at least from my experience, like if someone else is there with you, kind of just right. take quote-unquote breaks with or just not work together. <laughs> yeah. Um, my one roommate, Phil, is home like one day a week, and we usually get lunchtime going. He like yeah. – I, I work upstairs. He works downstairs. He'll just be like, hey, Lou, Yo. lunchtime. <laughs> and I like – you hear me like booking, booking down the steps like <laughs> running to get lunch. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, got a so turkey, turkey club, turkey club on the counter or waiting for Definitely. you. Yeah. Actually the most minced fucking lunch is always leftovers or like some yeah. pasta I just yeah. made cereal sometimes, Damn. <laughs> but, um, since we're working a lot, my work will pay for my, um, my dinners, which is oh, nice. fucking solid. What's Dude, been like your, thing... go ahead. I was just thinking about that. The other day, I was just thinking about how much you're working and how it sucks that you work like during dinner time and all that. And I realized that you probably weren't getting meals paid for, but I guess, I guess you are, which is cool. No, yeah, they every time I work over eleven hours a day, they or if I work on a weekend, they give me free food. So, 
How often does that happen? Um, I work, so I, I basically I get free food every time, every time I work. Cause I've been working, <laughs> I've been working 11 hours Monday through Thursday every day and then working every weekend. So, but my go-to has been Popeye's. I've been just gassing up oh, that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. The, uh, spicy chick with the side the sandwich. Of, yes. With the side oh, yeah. of the, uh, Cajun fries that are always like damp and cold. Always, um, bro. <laughs> they're floppy <laughs> as hell. Yeah, they have the worst damn fries. But they have, I got an air fryer, but like a lot of times I'm just lazy as hell. I mean, but the other the other sides are just terrible. Like I could go with like the beans and rice, which is like no thing. Dude, what I do is I just get the sandwich straight up, and then I get two biscuits. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I haven't I I get thought about that honey, before. It's so good. <laughs> no one. Yeah, have you, have you guys seen like the Popeye's biscuit challenge, or like someone just tries to eat it without any liquid? Starts to like, <laughs> starts to fucking like dry heave and like pass out. It's like the old but time cinnamon, cinnamon yeah, challenge. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. cinnamon challenge, saltine challenge, saltine, all combined. Yeah. Dude, that's classic. I uh, that reminds me of uh, like the milk challenge. You ever heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah, when you chug a gallon of milk, yeah. and you don't throw up. I had a, when I was like eight years old or maybe younger, like my mom told me that like calcium and like milk makes you strong. So I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm going to like start drinking tons of milk. And then that night, that night, like after everyone went to bed, I like went downstairs and took out a gallon of milk and just started like putting the shit down left and right, like left and right glasses of milk. And then I started to feel like, I was like, damn, I'm getting pretty full. Like I have a vivid memory. (laughs) I'm pretty full. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm really I'm trying to get strong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really want to yeah. get strong. power, so power through. Take down another one and then immediate reversal, like all over oh. the kitchen, just puke everywhere. And I remember <laughs> mom came down like, what the hell are you, were you thinking? I was like, well, I thought I was going to get strong. Yeah. As if like, it was like I was doing like roids or something. Like I immediately <laughs> just get jacked. Or uh, SpongeBob anchor arms. Like after drinking milk, my yeah. fucking arms just go crazy. What does he uh, go? He puts uh, his uh, arms up and then it, he goes, Thank you. <laughs> and then the muscles come out. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that episode. He's like walking on his arms. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but Lou, uh, Chicago or fuck. St. Pat's, Patrick's Day is coming up. I know that's huge in Chicago. Any like plans so far? Yeah, definitely big. Um, I'm. Right now, I'm supposed to work, but I'm trying to, like, my senior is, she told me, we were, like, me and the other girl, who's, like, kind of, um, kind of, like, a little nerdy, but, like, cool, was, like, Louie, we need to Pretty talk high. to Megan. We need to talk to Megan, because I I need a drink on Saturday. I was, like, whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I was thinking the same thing, but damn, okay. Um, she seemed, damn, keep awesome. talking to me. Yeah. And so we like sat Megan down and she was like, I'm really hoping to be drunk on Saturday, but if we have to file on Monday, I don't know. And so it's still up in the air. I'm trying to grind the next couple of days. Um, yeah. But at the, the very, at the very worst, I'll just go out a little later. Um, yeah. So I know Patty is coming in town with uh, Garza and Shree was texting me. Sal, um, Sal's going in town. Dude, yeah, I think there's Damn, a big Sal going. Dude, think- there's so many people that are, yeah. are like our college buddies that are going. Wow. Pretty salty. Dude, Salt is flying from San Francisco. Yeah. Damn. Dude, actually, Pretty... perfect segue. Perfect segue to our new segment on the podcast, Bad Friend Froth. 
So I don't know if those are familiar, but he was supposed to come visit me earlier in the year. Said he was sick, definitely capping. And now all of a sudden he can fly to Chicago on a win, even though I'm only th- three hours away. I once thought to know it's purple. Yeah. The thing is, I need the good listeners out here to not tell Froth about this little segment we have, because then the only re- way that he could find out is by listening to the podcast. Right. Great call. Then you can tell if he's a real friend. Because last time I called him out, I didn't hear anything for it. Yeah. It means he doesn't yeah. listen. And as Lou, yeah, as Lou said, he'll only, like, it's a way to prove if he's a good friend or not. And right. Thus far, has not happened. <laughs> yeah. So... Whenever, whenever bad friend Froth wants to tune into the podcast, we'd welcome it. But for now, it's on site with Froth. If you're a fan of the podcast, it's on site with Froth. It's for now, have it. fun in Chi Town, you little leprechaun. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Fucking get it, get some, <laughs> dude. But uh, dude, yeah, Louis, so glad you could hop on. Um, it's honestly been a minute, probably since when was I there? September. Yeah, I, actually, we had a we had a blast together. Me, you, and uh, Shree, Shree, Shree in Chicago. Yeah, I had a blast. Riley Smith, Shree boy. What's up, mate? To Riley time. Smith. Um, yeah, that was fun. I'm trying to come back pretty soon, though, for real, because uh, my sis, like my sister, still lives there, but. They're actually they decided to move to Austin. Um, they were down Damn, here like a month ago, and wow. they have been wanting to move out of Chicago like for a little bit just to kind of move somewhere warmer. And they made a decision they'll probably move like late May, early June. So I'm trying to make like one last trip there when they're still That'd there. Be so awesome. We'll definitely keep you updated. But a little salty about this trip happening next weekend. I'm sure yeah. you can agree, uh, Max. Yeah, dude, I would love to go, but the flights were like mm-hmm. 500 bucks out of Reno, like the closest airport to me. And that would also include like a 10-hour layover in Seattle. So, yeah, I don't know. 10-hour <laughs> layover. Yeah, like I make 500 bucks <laughs> like in a week. So I can't, like, yeah, I can't, I can't be spending my money like that. But, but yeah, any- I'll... If there's any consolation, the the weather is looking like brutally cold with a high of 25, low of 11. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> with a feels oh, like a feels like of negative five. Wow. Oh my and a high God. of 10. That was chilly. Yeah. Chicago has been so cold, just unbelievably cold every day. Dude, that's ass. When is that like usually over? I don't April, know. We had will it get a little warmer, but like you'll probably have a few days. It'll yeah, we had like chilly. trick spring on Saturday. It got up to like fifty five. Yeah. People wearing like shorts and a t shirt, acting like we're in California. Yeah. People acted like they was a new person in that. Right. <laughs> people <laughs> came out of the woodwork left and right. The bars were packed. <laughs> have a day. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, St. Patrick's isn't like the, a big bar crawl day, or do you just kind of? Yeah, it's definitely a big bar crawl day. Um. It's the day, so they paint the river green that's running through, yeah, yeah. Uh, or dye it, which I still don't understand how that's like ecologically friendly at all. Like that cannot be, <laughs> but it's just going on yeah, so long. Know. People are like, fuck it. looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. 
does look cool, but it, it definitely would cool. have to be killing something. There's something in the water that's dying because of right. that. But yeah, definitely a bunch of bar crawls, bunch of like yeah. just parties in general going on. So should be fun. Fuck yeah. Dude, yeah, it's funny. Cool. It's funny that you said die in the river because it's a little foreshadow and know what we're going to talk about and uh, Simpsons a little bit. That's exactly correct. Um, anyways, yeah. I mean, I'll, last thing I'll say is that when did Ohio State start a fucking St. Paddy's Day bar crawl? Did you see that? Yeah, shit, man? dude. What the fuck? Did you see <laughs> that? Yeah. I was so salty. I was, like, I was so salty. So, Lou, that same day last Saturday when it was like super nice weather in, in Chicago, it was like sick weather in Columbus and Cincy, too. And they had this bar crawl for St. Patty's Day, and like everybody got the shirts, kind of like our senior crawl, and signed all the shirts. It looks like it was a blast, dude. I was, I was mad sore that we didn't have it when we were Yeah, there. I don't know. That must I also been. saw that OU did a Green Beer Day. Like the other, I day. did see that too, actually. For Patty's Day or like last week? I don't know what the deal was. I just saw people doing like Green Beer Day stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. They've done that for a few years, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of. They're kind of sure. stealing Miami's thunder a little bit. Right. Exactly. They could never, bro. You, got, you ever been to a Green Beer Day? <laughs> no. We should talk about it on the podcast because it's a fucking movie. If oh, I remember correctly, Max's first green beard, I think he was sucking face with uh, with some broad. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll let that name stay confidential. Yeah. <laughs> However, I can't confirm. Put that, that in the bank. I was like in the middle yeah. of like pledging stuff and Max is like in his bag with some broad he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Sometimes you just got to put in work. and You're right. Things, things work out in the end. Was that one of the times? Didn't Sal go one time and you guys were in the basement chilling? No, was that, that, was great, that, that was a great night. That was a different time. That was a great night. That was a great night. Listening to <laughs> we were, we were a by Chami. What? Yeah, dude. The Chami song was on the <laughs> Fucking Purdy had it going. Listen to about six songs for like yeah. four hours. We were we were vibing ah. off. So weird. much sweat out of Sal though. Definitely a lot of sweat. Yeah. Dude, sick ass picture of Sal and Marty Louis' old roommate. Yeah, definitely. Was sweaty as all hell. Were they doing one of these? <laughs> yeah, it was, they were kind of dapping up, yeah. getting buddy buddy, but Sal was a huge, huge hit at Miami. Damn, I'm actually upset that Sal didn't text me about coming to Chicago. No, so Sal hit me up, and he said that he asked. He's like, yo, is, Louis lives in Chicago, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm in this group chat that's everybody going, and no one's mentioned hanging out with Louis yet. I thought that was weird, so I wanted to double-check he's still living there. I was like, no, yeah, he's still living there. You should hit him up. And he said that he would. So Yeah, Patty Patty had hit me up and then Shri was texting me, but I told him I might have to work. I actually, they were telling me about this bar crawl, which I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to, but they might have extra tickets. So we'll see. Yeah. You, you'd also probably be able to link up with Hauk. Have you seen him at all? I haven't seen Big Red now, or I guess not your Big Red, but. Yeah, Andy. Right. Talk about a glow up. That guy freaking grew tall and wide. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, so he, he just got a job in Chicago too, right? Right. I saw. Yeah, he I, works for – he had an internship with them at some point. Accenture or Eli? I think that's right, yeah. What's up, mate, to Andrew Houck, freshman yeah. year roommate at OSU, high school buddy, also the man. And what's up, to, yeah. mate, to my freshman year roommate, also redhead, John Brown. Slat, slat. <laughs> Shout out, JV. Optimus Slime. Yeah. All right, so, Lou, we were hoping to have you on a little bit earlier, but it didn't work out because we know that you're a big fan of the Dune franchise. You got some insider info for us because you read the books. So you want to talk a little bit about the difference between the movies and the books or what we could have talked about better in the episode that we did on it? Right, yeah. I was Like you said, I I think the plan was to get me on for that first episode. I'm kind of glad that didn't work Uh out. Get you guys going like with your own rapport and there's no reason to have a guest star on for the first episode. So I think yeah. that ended up working out. Yeah. Um, well, we, we were hoping to start the podcast before the movie even was, yeah. re- was released, but we had some <laughs> things. Some yeah. yeah. People just got busy. Two yeah. big brains yeah. over there. He's Yeah. And like I said, we have very active social lives. I'm going to be bowling <laughs> tomorrow night. Karaoke the following night. Lots, lot to do in this town. Afro man yeah. again Saturday. Yeah, Afro <laughs> man coming back. Might go to Green Beer Day as well. Who knows? So, we got a lot going on here. But Lou, tell us a little bit about Dune. Yeah, so I was just kind of listening to podcasts, and there were um, just like a few things that I was like, "All right, you guys are right fucking there, but not quite." Um, that I just thought could like kind of like lead to some interesting conversations and just kind of clear up some stuff. The yeah. first one was like you guys talked about how Zendaya didn't show up till the end, which obviously was a huge letdown for pretty much the whole population. Oh my, yeah. 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 It was disappointing. <laughs> right. But like that was pretty accurate to the book. Um, in fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think like she doesn't even come into like two thirds of the book or later. Like, cause I was thinking the same thing. Cause I knew Zendaya was like the main um, girl star. And I was like, okay, well, where is she? And then she's never came. So do I was they, thinking the same do thing. They act, like, do they describe her in the book as beautiful as she is in <laughs> real life? I don't I don't think the uh, description from the book does Zendaya justice, no. Damn. But I think I mean, she yeah, is I think she is supposed to be a good looking girl, but there's like she's not like the home run. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean if you can get Zendaya with the blue eyes like that. Right. You're damn right. Teed up. Um, the second thing, the second thing was, um, so like I was saying, we're coming back for seconds here. Hopefully that's the last time that happens, but at least I know we got IT guy Egan over here. That's like, yeah, behind the scenes. So definitely nothing to worry about. What's up, mate? Shout out to Will Egan, my co-host. He's also (laughs) a producer. He does all the technical stuff. I'm more, I'm more of just the, like looks of the operation, I'd say. Right. You're uh, you're the creative right. mindset on these uh, insane cover arts we've had. I am so, kind of the loser. So what's up, Nate? To my co-host and co-producer Max Reigns. <laughs> All right, Lou. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going, bro. Um. Yeah. So this 
talking about how like the spice is a psychedelic, that's definitely true. Like people get super nuts off the spice. Um, but also big like brain booster. People just get like way smarter and that definitely happens. <laughs> All right. So the spice, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of like taking acid and Adderall at the same time. <laughs> Very similar, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I I would definitely say like it's a high level psychedelic. It actually is, I think it's formed from like dead worms um, when you mix it with oh, water and no they way. like sit underground for like hundreds of years. Oh. It um it becomes like the spice melange or the spice. So dude, these sky? worms are insane. Yeah. The worms are like driving the whole damn place. <laughs> yeah. They're so much like bigger than I was expecting. Oh yeah. Like dude, these things. They remind huge. me of, uh, the shit from star Wars yeah, a little bit. The exactly Sarlacc pit or whatever that Boba Fett gets yeah. thrown in. <laughs> But, yeah. Have I you seen the book of Boba Fett, either of you guys? The TV show? Yeah. I've seen like three episodes. It's all right. Like, is, it wor- is it worth mentioning on the podcast at some point? Does it have any hope? Or probably uh, if I'll just say if you're into Mandalorian, you'll probably like it. But it's very similar and kind of can get a little repetitive. But... It's good. It's a good little series. Is it better than Mando, dude? Because that show was insane. I wouldn't say it's better than Mando. Yeah, because no. I feel like it's pretty hard to beat Mando. Yeah. I also think the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi trailer came out today. It did. It did drop today. Fuck. It's on IGN. It had in six hours. It had like three million views or something. Yeah, I like heard that. it was sweet. A sweet trailer. Damn, I'm watching that right after this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they're moving on. Any other things that you wanted to touch on? So, like I was saying, you guys did a pretty good job overall. The only, like, the big thing that you guys were, like, close on but didn't really fully grasp that, honestly, the movie did kind of a bad job talking about it, was um, the Bene Gesserit, which is, like, the order that the Reverend Mother, who is, like, the old lady that comes and visits um, Paul and then his mom are kind of a part of. So you guys were talking about how like they're using the voice, um, which that's like a practice or a training that people that a Benny Jesuit woman like learns. Um, and the Benny Jesuit is like, these guys are fucking nuts. Like they've been around forever and they're like pretty much a shadow government. Like when you guys said, like, why aren't they in control? Well, yeah. they kind of, they kind of like are in control. They're like behind everything that's going on. Um, their whole goal is to like pretty much make something called the Quizats Hatterack, which is just a like big ass, big ass beast, like the, like an unreal dude. Like, so um, if you remember, like the Reverend mother is coming over in the very beginning, like the old lady that's coming to see Paul, she, mm-hmm. um, and if you remember, like his mom is like kind of nervous for like this, this chick to come and like, he's like go in the room and like does do whatever she says. The reason for that is because, um, Paul was actually supposed to be a woman, like a girl, but Lady Jessica, um, like, basically wanted to bear a son for um, Paul Atreides' dad, like, in order yeah. to make him happy because she loved him. And so, like, she disobeyed what the Benny Jesuit had planned to do. 
And the plan was for Paul to be a girl and then to marry um, Fade Ratha, who is like the Harkonnen um, male. And then those Damn. two, those two yeah. would make the Kwisatz Haderach. Just like the um, ultimate beast. Right. It, they'd like been like pretty much they'd been um, like they'd selectively been breeding for like fucking years yeah. to like get to this. And then like Lady Jessica's like, fuck you. Like, I like this fucking Atreides guy. And Damn. like gives him a son. Wow. So that's why she was pissed. And like she's having him do the box because um like that's how they test like basically your will. And she was gonna kill him if he didn't perform well enough. But yeah, I don't know if she said this in the movie or not, but it was basically like he did the best that anyone had ever done. So nice. she was like, he's not or he's He's like a special person. We don't know if he's the Kwisatz Haderach or not yet. So she kept him alive. Um, so, yeah, so, so when the Kwisatz Haderach is born, right? You, you don't know it instantly. Like you build up and you become like you kind of evolve like a Pokemon. Yeah. So like the Kwisatz Haderach is like basically like he has he's able to have visions of the future and the past he can like time travel almost and like paul has some of these visions you know yeah. um like the one he's had with zendaya and so he told the reverend mother about that and that's part of the reason like she might think like he is maybe um he's but the one. but yeah so, we don't know and then we don't know so that's why she didn't kill him we don't know if he's the quiz has had a rack yet or not because he's just like showing some signs that he may be, but he's all correct. He's obviously, not. It's not certain because his mom didn't pipe the Harkonnen. Dude. Right. Yeah. Because it wasn't like the ideal yeah. candidate. And it's dude, also I, weird because only women are Benny Jesuit. So, like. Okay. Okay. We were talking about. Ideally. Theorized. But the Kwisatz Haderach is supposed to be a male. So, like all women are be able to, are like able to have these visions. All women are able to have these visions, the Benny Jesuit, but only like selectively, but the Benny, the Kwisatz Haderach is able to have visions of the present and the, or the past and the future as including, I think every single Benny Jesuit person, like not only just him, I might be mistaken with that, but huh. that's kind of how I understood it. Damn. Yeah. It is interesting because, like, that's one one thing I noticed a lot in the film, like just the amount of visions that he would have. And right, um, I at first thought that that was like an effect of the spice, like just the way he was like being exposed to. I thought that was just like one of the side effects, but it sounds like regardless, he's having these visions because he may be the Quizard. Hatterack. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's The spelling yeah. is even like more nuts, dude. It's like K W I T Z. There's like a C H in there. It's a mess. Not Q. Yeah, K W. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like that's the, I guess like hero story, and it's interesting because the Fremen or like the people of Arrakis also have like a Jesus character, which is called the Lisa Najib, which is like a similar person you guys were talking about like someone that pulls the Fremen out of like the squalor and like their poorness and people just like taking all their resources. And Lisa and Aljeeb is like the person that comes back and does that. And if you, if you remember when he got off the, when he got off the, I guess like spaceship or whatever, all these 
Fremen were like chanting like Lisa and Ajib, yeah, Lisa and Ajib. That, that's like phrase sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah because right. because um the the Lisa and Ajib, like according to their traditions, is supposed to be born of a Bene Gesserit mother. So like he he's, oh, he's like potentially he's li- fucking one. Aunt, potentially <laughs> lines up for both yeah. for both the Lisa and Ajib and the Kwisatz Haderach. So it'd be like a fulfilling of both prophecies. Dude, it's fucked too, because like one of the things I remember that was like, all right, these they gotta know Paul is like involved in everything is when I forget one of the Fremen dudes who's like the leader uh goes into like <clears throat> the room with Paul's dad and all these other people and it's like they're trying to come to some agreement and Paul's like standing to the side. And right at the end of the scene, he goes like, he starts speaking the language and he says like, I know you, or like, I've seen you before. I know you. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They fucking are onto it. (laughs) So the Benny Gesserit ass and yeah, no, I'm learning a lot. It would have been great to have you on the episode, but. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like a bunch of technicalities that the movie doesn't explain well and if you don't right. ha- like have pe- previous knowledge it just be- can become overwhelming um so, i mean we could go into like a bunch of shit about it but it's just um i'm curious like so you read the book did you watch the original film as well um i actually had to watch it for in an english class in high school one time right. um no kind of like a, like you guys described it's like so bad that it became a cult classic yeah. Um, like Sting is in it, the head singer for Police, and I don't know. It's just it just was poorly done. So I never I haven't watched it since, but I know it was like so bad. It was a cult classic. Um, and I know like when they were making this one, the director, how you guys were talking about, um, said that like I'm not gonna make it in one movie. Like I need two movies yeah. because like to do it justice. Right. Yeah. So Lou, when you when you were originally reading the book, I don't think that it had been common knowledge that there was going to be two movies. So when you right. were reading the book, did you have any idea like how the movie was going to work? Like, damn, this this thing's about to have to be three hours long. Or what were you thinking about that? I mean, I knew since it was a long book that it was going to have to be like a long movie if it wanted to be done correctly. But um I didn't really know the size of it. They So they kind of got through like two thirds of the book in the first movie. And the second movie um, should just have like a bunch of freaking sweet scenes. Like, yeah, like all a lot of the, shit will happen. Yeah. All like in a movie like this, there's of course be battles. Like all the battle scenes are pretty much going to be up to like interpretation of the director and like how he wants to film it. So so they're gonna be gas. Yeah, he can like it, he can like have a field day with with whatever That's he sick. wants to. So it should be awesome. And like, there's definitely some some trivia parts with the spice that are coming up. Um, that like would be co- that would be cool in film and a bunch of Zendaya. Let's go. Um, some other hot girls get in get introduced. So yeah, I saw some the other day. Like this one girl is rumored to be uh... the princess. And Florence Pugh, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Oh, I yes. love her, yeah, I love her. Um, 
Yeah, she's like yeah. rumored to Wait, be. She was in Midsummer. She was the main girl in Midsummer. Right. She's yeah. rumored to be in the second one. Yeah, I would imagine she would be like the princess who's just supposed to be like the biggest slam piece ever. Like she's literally just supposed to be hot. So, yeah, yeah. so that would be an accurate casting, yeah. uh, looks wise at least. Dude, weren't weren't? I, I hope in the next movie they do the background stuff that you were talking about about how Lady Jessica was supposed to get with the Fremen and then decided to go for Paul's family instead. Yeah, with the Harkonnen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she and was the Harkonnen are just a bunch of skeets. Yeah, she was like tweaking too. Because I remember when he was in the room with his hand in the box right she was like saying she was like speaking to herself and like saying these sweet nothings about whatever and yeah i don't know you could tell she was like clearly going through it and irritated and that's we learned why but yeah she always says fear is the mind killer because she's like that's like one of the benny jesuit like trainings like fear is the mind killer like yeah exactly Bro, Louis, that's like you with the milk as a little kid. You were like, right. Yo, I'm, kind of full, fuck this, man. I'm taking I'm this down. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, Louis, I'm trying I appreciate to think... all the insight that you gave us for Dune. Yeah, I was just about to wrap it up myself. Like, I don't really think, other than that, I think you guys did a great job. Um, definitely looking forward to the second one. Yeah. We'll have to have you on as the as the guest for when the second one's out. Yeah, I would definitely sure. love to. I'd love to. I'm sure by then you'll have like a couple million yeah monthly listeners, and yeah, we won't be doing this for free. We'll be recording this uh, somewhere sweet. That's Dude, from my crib in Tahoe. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a mansion, seaside. Little, yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice house joint. Yeah, business expense paid. Fuck yeah. All right, so someone had to break that awkward silence. Yeah, well, are you guys sipping on anything? I'm drinking some Chardonnay. <laughs> I saw my weed drink earlier. It was pretty, let's go. pretty ass. Dude, I've got water. <laughs> you also have to work. Yeah, I got to work after this. Um, dude, yeah, I gave up. I don't know if I told you, Rain, so I gave up. I'm giving up beer for Lent. Damn. I'm like... I haven't. You better get skinny, dude. I know. I feel like I'm gonna lose more weight than I. Not that I like need to, but I'm just trying to eat hella. But my brother always did it, and I was like, all right, I might challenge myself because I don't remember the last time I actually like gave something up for Lent. Or just like, it's just like another forty days. You know? Yeah. So what? You're only drinking liquor and wine then? And like seltzers. All right, and seltzers. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that's an interesting point you bring that up. I might try myself because I'm getting tired of drinking so many beers, bro. Like <laughs> slamming brews, <laughs> just so I'm just killing beers. <laughs> Dude, I I go to the grocery store and buy an 18 pack, and then in like three days, it's gone. It's like fuck. Yeah, definitely. I'm tired like, of drinking so many beers. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be on our. That's gonna be on the shirt of our first merch. So fucking I'm tired of drinking beers. beers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely isn't like I've only been doing it for like one weekend, so we'll see. But 
Yeah. It's it's alright, I guess. Dude, it is good though because, like, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, it's nice to not have something super high cal, dude. Because if you pound like six IPAs, that's like drinking, that's like eating like four meals. Yeah, dude. that was my thing. Like, I could just drink IPAs so easily, and I like needed to chill, and my hangover be wicked. So yeah, it's also like drinking like four times the amount of beers. You're like, it's like taking down like a six year of truth is like you're blacked out. Yeah. yeah. Dude, can you get truth in Austin? I haven't seen it. I haven't really seen any, like, northern beers like that. Yeah. But you can get truth, truth in Chicago. You can probably get truth. Definitely. Damn, that's a tr- lit. Dang treat. That is such a treat. <laughs> Lick my lips afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Making my mouth water. What's up, mate? Ryan Guys Brewery, yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. I heard they were hitting your, your line about sponsoring, but you guys are waiting for some bigger fish. <clears throat> yeah, we already, got, we already got Matry on our line. So. It's another reason that I'm not drinking beers, bro. It's on site with Ryan, guys. <laughs> Dude, there's this, this vodka I've been on recently. It's called Tahoe Blue. And they use water from the lake. No. To like it's like clear, like ultra-filtered. Crystal yeah, dude, it's like, the, it's like the only, only alcohol that has Lake Tahoe water in it. Damn. A little fun fact for the folks, but yeah. you know who else likes to booze, Egan? Who's that? Homer Simpson. Does he? Let's get to the main portion of this conversation, talking about the Simpsons movie. All-time classic, released in 2007. Based on the TV show, just kind of an extended plot line of that. Louie and I, I mean, Lou, how, how many times have we seen this movie? We watched it so much growing up. I'm like an <laughs> unbelievable amount. I I feel like I know every word to the movie. Yeah. Which yeah, is weird how, because you guys were what? Nine years old? So what age? Yeah, what grade is that? Like, I don't know, maybe four? Yeah. I don't know. Nine? Third, I don't know. Young pups. But Lou, do you, Louis, do you remember the first place that we ever saw the movie? Yeah, Butler, Pennsylvania, right? Butler, Pennsylvania. Right. Looking back What's on, up, I'm baby? pretty sure that place is like. I don't think it's. It can't be that nice. No, dude. Because I mean, it's been getting more run down every year. Butler, right. Pennsylvania is a suburb outside of Pittsburgh. For those who aren't aware, our best friends. From home, known on since six, we were six years old. What's up, mate? To Chase and Trey Bowden. Uh, we were up there with them and Mickey and our dad. But yeah, it seemed like it was such a cool town back in the day, but I feel like it's just like a like run down little I agree. rickety joint now. Are they uh, from there or were you guys just like visit or did they used to live there or were you guys just visiting? So Mickey was like the guy who raised them uh he grew up in butler and chase and trey's mom yeah grew up in butler as well and mickey kind of raised her and then raised her kids mm-hmm. in a way and you guys so you saw it for the first time there i'm sure you guys were yeah geeking out. Yep. i'm looking Good at the memory, uh looking at the budget and the specs for it right now it looks like they 
The budget was seventy-five million. They made that in the opening weekend. Wow. World worldwide worldwide gross was five hundred and thirty-six million dollars. Damn. Dude, seventy-five million. Like, I know animation isn't expensive, but that still seems like a lot. I agree. Dude, well, it's a lot for because it's two D. You know, like Toy Story and Pixar. Yeah. All those movies are three D, which requires like more time and labor. But I think that with two D, it's a little bit more low key. But that's still a huge budget. Right. Looks like the Germans were eating it up. They got about fifteen million dollars and out of Germany. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah. What's up, mate, to Germany? And Russia. Russia was uh, kind of eating it up a little Ooh. bit, too. Russia Ooh. does not get Ooh. what's up, Not nah, getting a what's up, mate. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to come up with the opposite of a what's up, mate. Like, like kind of what we got to say for off. Like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> that could work. Fuck you, asshole. Russia, bro. Dude, wait. Yeah, so you guys... You guys have seen this movie a bunch, but you also kind of grew up watching the show, right? So you guys were familiar with with the show and all like the the goofs and everything. Yeah, I'd say we definitely knew the characters and everything. We didn't watch it consistently because I don't know. I think our parents might have thought I was a little bit too like mature first or whatever. But we were on vacation, so my dad was like, "Fuck it, baby, let's do it." Yeah, you know, I'm sure your dad was getting so weak. Yeah, he, he probably loved it too. But um, yeah, so we we were familiar with it and thought it was funny. And then once the four of us watched it, it just kind of became one of our all-time classics after that, you know, like our go-to movie. Yeah. Right. We, we would quote it to each other all the time. <laughs> this is our nostalgia episode. Got my brother talking about the good old days, bro. Dude, yeah, so it was, it was interesting because, like last episode, uh, you hadn't seen Arrival, but this episode I haven't seen Simpsons, so it was, it was definitely interesting watching it. Um, like I knew the characters, like, but and like kind of knew the overall plot line, um, at least to the show. But yeah, all very new. Um, I found myself when I was typing out some of the notes, I kept calling the mother Lois from <laughs> uh, from Family Guy. But yeah, the little the little baby is motherfucking G, I will say. The one with the the pacifier. I don't yeah. think she says a word the entire time or pip like squeaks at all. But she uh <laughs> She's kind of a pivotal, pivotal uh, character in the film. Dude, she's she's the savior, bro. Because yeah. without without her finding the sinkhole and being able to get out of the dome, they would have been screwed. Yeah. I was also digging the uh, part where they like tried and come into the house, and like it was like one v one, her versus the monkey, and she like freaking yeah. breaks oh, yeah. the bracelet. Like, she's got like, she's a, like come here, <laughs> right. Breaks her like glass baby bottle. She's got like a, a shiv of some yeah, sort. Savage. Yeah. I thought it was funny when they put the pacifier around the noose and then she, it just pops out of her mouth because she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like that one's definitely for me. So the part with Maggie doing the 
bottle I thought was hilarious. Were there any other certain scenes that you guys particularly enjoyed or thought was funny? Because this movie is chock full of yeah. like best all time scenes. One of the ones I loved was um when he's on this on the motorcycle, like booking it down the hill, and then he like finds the um he finds the crane that's got the the big wrecking ball attached uh-huh. to it. And yeah. then he tries to like he tries to hit it against the truck and then just barely tips it. And then yeah. it just comes back and freaking it. wrecks him. Yeah. Wrecks him and then he freaking hits like a Paul Bunyan axe and then into into I think like a fork. And then like it gets in between like a massive boulder and a store called the hard place. And he's just going back yeah. and forth yeah. in between a rock and a hard it's place. Like, it it stalls and then he gets one more yeah. uh <laughs> One more like launch. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought, dude. So I, what's the son's name again? Bart. Bart. I knew that. But when him and uh, Homer like doing some dares in the front yard, <laughs> and he's like, and then he gets like chased by the cops because he's riding the skateboard naked. So he's riding the skateboard naked, and it cuts to this oh, like. See- it's cuts to this montage of him like speeding on the skateboard and his like his wiener is like covered the entire time. And you're like, all right, they're probably never going to show like a dick in this show. But then at some point it just like, there's a little like sliver where it just like follows his dick the entire time. I was like, I actually was getting right, the really only thing you can time. see, like he's yeah. skating along, and the only it's thing like you little, can see, like in between the shrubbery, yeah. is like a small penis. It's like a carrot. <laughs> it's like a little carrot. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, that's the first time, like because that was pretty early. That was the first time I actually was like, all right, I was like getting weak. I was like, it was yeah. so unnecessary. Dude, I also loved in the very beginning the freaking cat and the mouse, the itchy scratchy. Those yeah. two were like fuckers. Yeah. Dude, the fact that Hillary Clinton is the vice president for the mouse. Itchy Hillary. That <laughs> was so funny. Yeah. And it was, I thought something that was like also kind of very in the beginning, but how Homer like yeah. uh, breaks the wall. Yeah, it breaks the, breaks fourth, the wall. fourth wall in the very beginning. Um, for those of you that don't know what the reference is, breaking the fourth wall is kind of when a character will direct his dialogue and uh, point of view towards the camera. So he's acting like they are talking to the audience. But I thought that was a little small thing that was pretty interesting that you like you wouldn't think, yeah, an, I thought you that wouldn't think cool. an animated movie like this would do that. But caught that because he like the way they did it too where like homer's watching a movie and then he stands up he's like you can watch this at home for free yeah anyone who's watching right now is a sucker yeah especially Especially you you. yeah yeah that was funny (laughs) and then it goes into their intro of like their classic simpsons intro which i thought was a a really cool part of the movie you know like kind of paying homage to the show still Cause how old really is this show? I'm curious. Like, do you guys? The show came out in the '90s. I want to say like '96, maybe. I think it was. I think it was 1989 when I was doing a little research. So this is oh, kind wait. of like the original animated Definitely. comedic sitcom, like before Futurama, Family okay. Guy, yeah. South Park, all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the original like 
adult animated yeah. comedy. I feel like the next yeah, one was probably think... King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is out there for sure. I know. Um, Beavis like... and Butthead. <laughs> oh, that was unreal. Beavis Dude, and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead to America. We're going to do an episode. Stay tuned at some point. Um. Yeah, as I was doing like research, it was pretty interesting how like many like how much clout this movie actually had. The editor is the same editor that did Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Damn. Um, Hans Zimmer did the music. And for those of you that don't know Hans Zimmer, he did the music actually in Dune, which we were just talking about earlier. Dunkirk, all the Dark Knights. Um and Nolan linked up for a bunch of stuff. He, dude, he might do Oppenheimer. I yeah. bet he does. Basically, any relevant movie, chances are Hans Zimmer been on the sticks for it. The new Lion King, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, actually, looking at it now, he also did the SpongeBob movie. Let's go. Hell yeah, dude. That's Kinda a interesting. classic. But yeah, so him. Um, and then just kind of like the writers in general are, are just kind of absurd. Um, the the whole writing crew started out as like a bunch of dudes from Harvard. So it's not like these dudes are uneducated or kind of like just um, guys that don't really know what they're doing, like super yeah. educated guys from Harvard and the yeah. best writers. Um, and then once those guys all went and got jobs, the next crew in like the fifth season or the fourth season, which is supposed to be like the, one of the best uh, seasons of the Simpsons of all time was like led by Conan O'Brien um, from straight from SNL, and then Greg Daniels, also from SNL, who did um, The Office. So, Damn, definitely like some cheap. heavy hitters that were like writing for The Simpsons. Do you know if the writer for the movie was originally a writer on the show? Because I'd imagine that he or she probably was. Yeah, I think the main original writers were pretty much the guys that were, were writing the movie as well. Dude, that's kind of the same way with the SpongeBob movie. Now that you mention it, like they had a bunch of so, and like the main writer Matt Groening, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He went on to make Futurama, which I actually haven't seen. Um, but I've I know I think they're rebooting it actually, or like restarting it back up because I know it was off, and then I think they're restarting it back up. But yeah, that was a big like Adult Swim show, wasn't it? I think you're right. Remember, it was always sick watching Adult Swim. Or Nick at Night. Yeah, such a great, like such a badass. Yeah. Nothing better was than a George Lopez show, Nick at Night. At like yeah. fucking 9.30 p.m., you're like, here we go. Let's load up, yeah. George Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents are out to a nice dinner. You're just trying to watch fucking TV. Right. It's like when uh, there was like a picture going around or a meme. It was like, when you were when you were a kid and you wake up at three AM and you just hear Low Rider George Lopez <laughs> in the background and all the people like jumping up on, on the trampolines. Fucking <laughs> PTSD. That's hilarious. So what are some of your guys' other favorite favorite scenes from the movie? Another Any one, other Yeah. One I would written down that was like kind of small but i thought was hilarious was when homer's like in alaska but getting drunk at the bar and (laughs) he's playing a video game and it's called grand theft walrus 
and he like yeah. <laughs> he's driving down and like yeah. there's a fucking like penguin doing like a little skip and a jump dance on the side of the uh sidewalk he just like pulls just over and just smokes it. yeah pulls out a bar- double barrel and just freaking smokes him into, <laughs> into like some glass window behind him i thought that was hilarious yeah i thought that i did note there there was a bunch of small shit like that that was funny like i think that's what's Grant, the best parts of the movie is like yeah. all the hidden stuff Grand Theft Walrus, like stuck between a rock there and a hard was, place. We mentioned that when I was. A yeah, another kind of small thing like that. So, uh, like the dome gets put over the city, like Springfield, and I think, uh, what's her face? Not Lois, but the mom is Marge. Marge is like knitting something. Yeah. <laughs> And she's knitting something that just says "Dome, sweet dome." Yeah, and then she yeah, does. I that was... And then when she does, when they're in Alaska, she says "Gnome, sweet gnome." Yeah, and I think that's like a Inuit indigenous house in like like an igloo, basically. Uh huh. So I thought that was funny. There, there were a couple stuff about that. Speaking about Alaska again. When Homer gets saved by the boob lady from like the polar bear, <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, no, like you gotta leave, get out of here, and the polar bear's all pissed, and then he like kicks a fox, like because he's so, so mad about like not being able to eat Homer. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah, there was the ahead, the movie was kind of funny because I felt like there was like just small jokes like throughout almost like it wasn't like yeah. they were like heavy hitting jokes like they were just a bunch of small jokes throughout which i thought was kind of cool yeah i i have one written down that i had forgotten about that i think it's hilarious at the very end when russ cargill is about to like shoot them and bart's like no you can't kill us you'll never find the treasure and then he's like what treasure and bart goes the treasure of i'm a wiener and then he goes i'm a wiener and then they and then homer and bart just start dying laughing (laughs) Yeah, it was. I'm trying to remember. I got, Dude, I got, I got, I got a bunch of them down. I got one for Mr. Burns. Um, yeah. They, yes, they, I know what you're talking about. When they go up, like the town's in like squalor and like everyone's trying to like figure their shit out. People are dying. Left and right. right. There's no power. And Mr. Burns has like, like a massive um, fucking like glowing Screen. sign outside of his outside of his house tons of power and he comes up to him it says happy holidays from monty burns yeah <laughs> and he comes out and um and they're like like we please like please can we have some of your power and he goes he goes ah for once the rich white man is in control <laughs> and he goes he goes like what do you have to offer me he's like the doctor goes like lives will be lost and the, the police officer goes like we were going to fry up some convicts where like people are starving. And then like Apu, uh, the Indian gas station owner, which is pretty racist, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, just look into your heart. And then he just like sets the dogs out on and they all fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else matters. If you don't care. And he's like, and the, his little guy in the back is like, no, bro, don't talk right. about that. Yeah. Dude, it was interesting. Uh, I forget the EPA guy. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but uh, like the guy who's just running the show. Um, but 
It's the same voice as the dad in Finding Nemo. No way. Oh, I, whoa. Now that you say that. If you like – yeah, it's like the raspy voice. At, um, Damn, dude. If you yeah, like play so a clip good. of him. That's definitely that's um, a great I just thought that was funny. That's a great pickup. Yeah. I didn't notice. I that. didn't realize he was gonna have a big role as he did though. I thought he was just like making a cameo. But he's obviously like fucking shit up with the EPA. I just thought it was funny also that the EPA was like this totalitarian agency. Yeah. <laughs> Another scene that I thought was pretty subtle but was hilarious was when that Russ Cargill guy gets on the screen. Like right when the dome comes on, he's like, he's like, "Hello, I'm Russ Cargill of the EPA. Like the American government has decided to put a dome, whatever." Or he goes like, "The American government has decided it's best to put a dome over Springfield." And one dude from the crowd just goes, "Woo, Springfield!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really- Let's go Springfield. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. I remember. That. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. Another part, I actually have this quote written down, which goes back to your part when uh, when he was riding the skateboard naked and like the little freaking, um, the little like Polish boy or whatever, like sees Bart ride by naked. He goes, I like men now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a classic. That Dude, there were a couple like homophobic references like that, which were funny, like that one. And then, um, I forget when Marge, like Marge is like outside of a building hiding when they're outside of the dome and like there's cops trying to look for him and cops roll up, have their headlights on Marge, get out of the car. She's thinking they're going to come like handcuff her. Then they just go in the corner and start making out. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what? I thought that was funny. Right. The cops are just sucking face. Yeah. The cops are sucking face. Well, she's thinking she's going to get cuffed. That's awesome. Dude, uh-huh. the, the, some of the stuff from Flanders I thought was awesome. Like, his hot chocolate is all time. Yeah, his hot chocolate is unreal. Hot chocolate? Oh, yeah. He puts it on a ledge. There's, like, <laughs> heats it up it with like, a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, whipped cream. Like, layer wrinkles, after layer. Like, a little, like, wafer. And then like the whipped cream on top of the wafer, and then the marshmallow, and then chocolate on top of that. Right, and he, he grates like, he grates chocolate yeah. as well. If <laughs> I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. And um, dude, one of the, his first lines in the whole movie was before, when they were doing the dares, is like just some classic Flanders. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to be a nervous purvis, but if your son fell, wouldn't he be a paraplegiorino? Yeah, what? <laughs> no, and then Bart, Bart goes, or Homer goes, shut up, Flanders. And Bart, who's like hanging off the edge of a roof, like about to fall off and die, goes like, yeah, shut up, Flanders. <laughs> what? Meanwhile, he's trying to like yeah. save his life. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I honestly, when I went back and rewatched it, because I hadn't seen it for like a couple of years, I was expecting to like um, just not enjoy it that much or like think it was kind of like childish humor. But yeah. there was honestly just a bunch of like pretty good one liners just throughout. Yeah. You probably pick up on more of the subtle jokes 
like after you haven't seen it for a while because like as you said you you know the movie very well but there are these small one-liners and little subtle jokes that make it like just as funny i feel like i agree the irish kid's a fucking g yeah the kid that's swooning over at the daughter yeah I thought that it was hilarious when Bart was just like clowning her for it. Yeah. Like you got it. And the she's one, got a boyfriend that she's never she'll yeah. never see again. The nerdy kid at the end is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like he he passed away. Yeah, Millhouse, dude, he's like, like trying to trying to get like with her and the And then and then he like pulls up and he's like yeah, I got her all warmed up for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I got you some flowers. <laughs> that was my Irish accent. No, that was good. Nailed it. That was yeah. really good. Was it? Can you guys do it's any accents? To, like, remember what it... It's hard to like remember what an accent sounds like, because I don't think that was Irish, but like yeah. British is pretty hey, good. Give me, your, give me your best Peaky Blinders, Egan. Fucking... Thomas fucking show me. <laughs> no fucking fighting. Picky fucking blinders. Whiskey neat. <laughs> Picky <laughs> fucking. I thought that one more funny aspect of the movie that of the subtle jokes that we haven't talked about yet was when they were giving out the free donuts and. I forget how it came up, but they were talking about right, pause it. One aspect that I thought was really funny that isn't really a classic joke that you hear from this movie a lot is like when they were putting up the barricades around the lake. There were two things that were pretty funny with this. The first was I thought like when they tried to get the redneck to like litter in it they're like all right go try to throw out some trash in the lake and he just runs it runs into the wall like he just walks into it twice and then he turns around he's like i can't i simply can't i thought that was hilarious and then i thought another funny aspect was when they were putting up the wall they had like the tony soprano like mob guy come up with like a body bag with feet hanging out the end and he's like, hey, man, like, you can't put your trash in the lake. He's like, all right, I guess I'll put my yard trimmings in a trash compactor. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the police guy's little sidekick was like, chief, I think there was a body in that bag. He's like, yeah, but I was thinking that too. But then he said yard trimmings. You got to learn to listen, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, building off that we i know we were talking about this earlier but the um another funny scene with the cop is at the very end they're like trying to disarm this bomb and they bring in like a robot that's supposed to be able to decide between the red or the blue wire which one to cut and like the robots like cut like looking in and then like his arm starts to shake (laughs) and then he just pull he like goes to the cop and like pulls out his gun and shoots himself and the, the robot like, shot himself so he couldn't make a decision. And the cop goes, um, 
God, I, I knew he was talking about it, but I didn't think he would actually do it. <laughs> As if this robot's like depressed or something. Yeah, he's like been going through it for yeah, a while, like right. talking about how he wants to like not live anymore. <laughs> right. Can we talk about how Schwarzenegger was the president? Yeah, too? I thought that was funny. What's his, do you guys know the reference of him like not being able to decide? Because there were like five options in front of him each time. I thought that that was more like they just set it up as like the first time he didn't give a fuck, and the one and Russ Cargill yeah. was like trying to make him make a decision after reading them, and then he was like, "No, I was elected right. to read, not lead." Or lead, not lead, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And um, the next time, it was like the complete switching of rules. Like, Cargill was like, don't read it. Right. Yeah, he's like, I'll, whatever happens, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And then it ends up being like bomb Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they had Tom Hanks in there as a cameo. I thought that was funny. Yeah. He said like, yeah, he was kind of, he was kind of roasting. He was like, if you ever need a yeah, he's like, if you ever see me out in public, please leave me alone. Yeah, and, and the very beginning, he goes, "The United States government has lost their credibility, so they're going to borrow some of mine." And then start talking <laughs> yeah. about Springfield. Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> Dude, wasn't he featured in a recent video like that, like in real life? There was some advertisement mm-hmm. Tom Hanks was a part of. That was like politically involved. It might have been like it uh, a vaccine thing because he had. COVID. I think it was like a Pfizer thing or something. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Because I know Carl Anthony Towns that... does that for the NBA because his mom died of COVID. He's like the face of like the. Give yeah, I think he had like a bunch of. He had like five or six people in his family die from COVID or something. Damn, I did not know that. Yeah, like they Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. Maybe not five or six, but I know like multiple people in his family were getting strapped by COVID. Damn. What's up, mate? To the cat and his fam. Hope everybody's doing well. I don't know if I have anything. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about the Simpsons movie? I have one last thing to touch upon, but it's like a concluding note. No, not necessarily. I don't really have. Oh yeah, that was most of it on my end. Um. Yeah, I'd say give your last remark remark, and then we can close it up. I thought that it had a really cool credit scene at the end where they would put the name and then all the characters that they voiced, like Hank Azaria, Dan Cast- Castellanos. I, that's not how you pronounce his name, but like basically the point is that The Simpsons has like this – famous entourage cast where they have like 30 different people from around Springfield and it's only voiced by like a handful of people and they highlighted that really cool with the end credits I thought where they would show the name and then a picture of every person they did the voices for I thought that was a really cool way to end the movie and a cool way to like give a shout out to the actors yeah it's cool like puts a puts a face to the voice that they're uh giving in the in the movie yeah, yeah. shows shows like how skilled these people are if they can voice like almost a dozen different characters you know that's pretty impressive and yeah i think it highlights that well 
Yeah, definitely was fun. I would say doing a movie like this, like Max, I feel like you can agree. We will probably plan on doing uh, more lighthearted and comedy movie every once in a while just to yeah. switch things up. And I know our audience would probably enjoy that. Um, and we get to bring awesome guests on like uh, our man Louie here. Definitely, yeah. Thank you. Definitely had a blast. Love talking about Simpsons. Love talking about Dune. Um, I got one more thing to talk with you about, Lou, actually. Yeah, love to hear it. Yeah, Lou, it's been great talking to you about Dune and the Simpsons movie. But I understand that we've also both recently seen something that we were looking forward to. The Kanye West documentary on Netflix, Genius. What did you think about it? Because I recently watched it a few days ago, all, all the way through, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I was looking forward to it big time. I remember you told me about it, and you've always known that I just love Kanye's producer. It's like yeah. unreal. I mean, the best sampler of all time. Um, so I loved it. I've been on like an unreal Kanye kick ever since. <laughs> like, It's pretty much been all I've listened to, that and the blueprint. I've listened to... I've actually listened to every single Kanye album front to back in the last three days. Just, <laughs> just been going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Literally been oh going crazy. Um, Folks, that's what happens when you work for 11 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, oh, my God, I loved it. Um, just the second episode, especially when he's making the college dropout, is so cool because yeah. there's so many of these iconic beats that you've heard before, but, like, didn't know the backstory and you like see him like going into Rockefeller records, like trying to get a deal. He plays like unreal song and like no one's given him like the time of day. And it's, it's like, this is like, they're praying on his downfall. It's unreal. That was that second episode was, had some of the coolest behind the scenes footage and like recording session footage I've ever seen. Even like film videos on YouTube of like current rappers, like, Oh my I don't God, know, like unreal. just how he would literally walk into someone's studio at their house or like their studio and be like, yo, let me prove to you that I deserve to like record this track in your studio right now. And maybe you can be right. in the studio, uh, fucking song as well. But yeah, like, dude, because he wouldn't be able to get airtime at the studio. So he went to like Jamie yeah. Foxx's house. To record like part of his album and yeah. everybody only thought of him as a producer, but he literally had bars. I thought it was crazy when he would play like Jesus Walks and um Through the Wire. The not through the wire. It was like it was like when he would ask people to hop on and they would like not fuck with it because it was like too different, you know. Yeah, like, I mean I know he was playing family business. All falls down. I mean they there was just a bunch of ones he was playing. Yeah, so many classics on a college dropout. I also loved um, at the end of either the first or second episode when he plays. Um, he's just in this in the studio, and Jamie Foxx is there. He's like, "I got this Ray Charles beat I've been working on." It's like <laughs> she can't even love, and then he's just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like you see in his face, he's like, "He yeah. probably knew right away." Like I'm getting on this shit. This is gonna be a fucking hit. Like that might be one of the biggest samples of all time. I think probably, probably through the wire that Shaka Khan is probably like the greatest, one of the greatest samples of all time. But like, I mean, he just has so many good ones. Um, and then him rapping through the wire to 
to Pharrell. And Pharrell's yes. like, through the wire, bro. He was like, just so, so insane. Yeah. So definitely. Egan, are we, do you want, yeah, so big old what's up, mate, to the Kanye West doc. I thought it was really well done. Uh, we have done movies so far. Maybe we'll venture into miniseries eventually. But definitely go see, give that one a watch. Called Genius, spelled J-E-E-N-U-H-S, maybe. It's spelled a little bit funky, but if you're on Netflix and look up Kanye West, it'll come up. Uh, I want to thank Louie so much for taking time out of his busy day to hang out with us. It's been great talking to you. I can't thank you enough for being here. And yeah. yeah, what's up, mate, to Lou? Big old what's, what's up, What's up, mate? mate, to you two? Keep going on your podcasts. I'll definitely be a supporter along with uh, millions of other people around the globe. Hell yeah. You'll be All back right. on for sure. And uh, keep uh, – yeah, keep in touch, obviously, but uh, we appreciate all the ideas. Like your your insight is as best as anybody involved in this stuff. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the conclusion of this episode so far. Will you got anything that you're looking forward to in life, in movies, in whatever, man? Yeah, um, this episode's been fun. Um, in terms of the next couple weeks. Uh, we uh for episode four we're we're looking to do a big one on recent release of batman Um, just released and i know max you have seen it i'm seeing it. don't say any yeah don't say anything about it um louis have you have you seen it yet uh i'm actually seeing it on friday so i don't know when this is gonna be released but i'm seeing it in two days from now march 11th yeah. yeah, I think I'm um, watching it too. So, yeah, super pumped about that one. Um, I think all three of us can agree that we've been looking forward to Batman for a very long time. Um, we kind of are very familiar with the Dark Knight trilogy. Just check our bio. Could, could talk months about that trilogy and talk about Christopher Nolan, but... This Batman is, uh, it's a little different. It's dark. It's, uh, gritty. It's, uh, it's kind of its own thing and, um, got a big, big new director, Matt Reeves. Uh, we're really excited to, to talk about it with you guys. So be on the lookout for our page, uh, just about that upcoming episode, but we're excited to release this one on the Simpsons and uh, with our special guest, uh, Louis Reigns. Uh, but yeah. We'll be in touch. Louis, thanks again for coming on. What's up, mate, to you? Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much, guys. Nice Louis. Guys. What's thanks. up, mate? Can't thank you enough. Till then, guys, keep watching movies. Keep saying what's up to your mates. And everybody, make sure you take it easy. What's up, mates?